Welcome to this week's episode of Tell Me More. I'm in the studio with our guest preacher, Connor Torrialba, our college minister, and Kurt Grice uh, for a little color. And it's a good episode. We talk about hope. What's the difference between faith and hope? How do we walk through life with hope that's living and meaningful and colors our life? Um, So thank you and stay tuned. Okay, we're in the studio today for Tell Me More. I heard a rumor. One, it's our 50th episode today. Oh, five wow. zero. So this thing has kept going, whether good or Century bad. Amazing. Amazing. But uh, So I'm Katie Reed Hodges. My name is on the podcast, good or bad, I don't know. But <laughs> you will not, re- you know, our normal folks aren't here today. Luke's on vacation. Dr. Wiles is on study leave. And so with us today, I've invited Kurt Grice into the studio and hi, say hi, Kurt. Oh, hi, guys. The show must go on. It must. And, and Katie does, Reed Hodges, the hostess with the most. <gasps> thank you, thank you, yes. thank you. Yes. All right, sweet. Connor's behind the sound. I've board. got the buttons, y'all. The Connor's youngster the has control. Okay. Speaking of, of the TV remote. Speaking of Connor, the youngster. <laughs> um, Connor the, youngster. The, uh, the third voice right, yeah, today that's me. is hey, I'm our Connor. friend. Yeah, it's Connor. And Connor, you preached yes Sunday. I did. Today is yes. Tuesday morning. Today it's Tuesday morning. Yes. And uh, it's actually time flies. Barely morning. Um, it has been yeah. a crazy week already. It has been busy for everybody. But you preached on Sunday, mm-hmm. and so twice. Yeah, True. twice in a row, as it is at First Baptist. So we, you've kind of got you in the hot seat today. Oh, man. And Oh, man. Every seat right now is the hot seat outside. Are you kidding me? Oh, That's yeah. True. It is currently— one, We hit 110 yesterday. 99. <laughs> today, I mean, it's not even noon, and it's she currently— She kind of— so, yeah, oh, 99. <laughs> She's a bell. Every once in a while, I, am, I remind everyone that I grew up in quite rural central Texas. So, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, and my nines— and Y'all, the, and the, it's 99. Uh, y'all, yeah. but y'all, y'all is a refined and universal word. That's true. But I do say, I do say O-I-L. Oil? I can't, oil. I can't yeah. quite get oil. Oil. You foil. did it, see? But you had foil, to think about it, didn't you? Oil, yeah, like aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, oh, got to get my oil changed. Yeah. Ryan makes fun of me, but nine. Or Ron. <laughs> my husband, Ron. Anyway, okay. But then we I went, often revert back to our native right. tongue, don't yes, we? Yes, but then I went our off roots. and got educated, and now I speak good. Very let refined. Me, let me speak up after a pastor who's lived here for 22 yeah. years. And so, so, <laughs> now, how do you all say it here in Texas? Yeah, it's true. Because like, uh, he works to retain his Alabama accent. Yeah. yeah. Use it or lose it. You know, that's what they say about language. So Sure. Well, he's using it <laughs> <laughs> to his advantage, I'd say. Um, Moving well, right along. Yeah. Okay. So we're in a summer series on eternity, mm-hmm. and you were given the text of? First uh, Peter 1, 3 through 9. How mm-hmm. did you feel when Dr. Wells handed you that text? You know, because you didn't choose it, right? Uh, well, I mean, he. I think what he did for the people who were going to cover for him while he's gone was he kind of gave us a list of like – here the open slots, and at least for me, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how it worked for you, but he said, "No, pick one of these." Okay, no. sorry. I, was I the, just took the first one right out of the. Well, shoot. I uh, was I'll, uh, a confession, and it's is a good thing because I worked very close to the pastor. I was batting cleanup, so oh, everyone sure, else sure. we made sure everyone else could fit in their okay, slots, yeah, yeah. and I took what so was. So if I, I took the first one, she took the last one. There were three in between. Yeah, I guess no, there were. I didn't take last though. Uh, Luke needed to take last because he's oh, on vacation this week, right? And I think you're going on a mission trip soon. 
Right, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, right and now. so the, I just said, I'll wait and pick what's l- left. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's great. I appreciate you So I guess to do truly that. I'm the only one that got just <laughs> dumped. You got, you got a sign. <laughs> but you know, it seems you know like it got, all worked You got Romans 8. Yeah, about to say, you know, you know what I got dumped? Oh, Romans 8. Yeah, <laughs> tough one. You can just read it and then be done. Uh, like, we just did it. Let us pray. I just led staff worship and we just read Romans 8 a bunch. Yeah, it's great. Four times. Can't go wrong with that. It preaches itself. So anyway, sorry. So you got First Peter. Yeah. So you kind of chose it. I mean, you kind of I did. thought that that could preach, and I might want to do that. Yeah, and I don't I don't remember the exact reason of why I gravitated towards that one. I think that I think it might have been a scheduling thing. Just mm-hmm. frankly, thinking yeah. about um, the because you've been mission on, trip you've been coming on vacation, up and yeah, yeah, things like that. I mean, that. It's, it's July, so it's real yeah, life. It might have just been <laughs> some of that, and then obviously the spirit. Obviously, the spirit always gravitated works towards all that things one. for our good. Yeah. So when you started studying it more, this First Peter thing, mm-hmm. and you know, even if you weren't given it, you started yeah. digging into it. What kind of what do you love about it? What stuck out? I think um, it's interesting because we actually just taught through First Peter. <laughs> I think my first semester here okay. back when I was last March. Um, yeah, but I didn't reference those notes before, and uh, for some reason, mm-hmm. just keep coming back to First Peter. Okay, uh, just keep getting gravitated towards the book. But what, in what is there something about it? I think how practical it is. Yeah. I, I'm, I try as best as I can to varying degrees of success, um, to really hone in on the practical aspects of the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've even talked about during the sermon a bit about. How, saying that you love Jesus, what does that actually mean? Like, mm-hmm. how do you actually do that yeah. in your regular day-to-day walk? Um, and so, so much of First Peter is just practical information mm. and how to do it and how to um, really follow after Jesus. So I think I keep gravitating towards it because, I mean, it's pretty short, but it also has so much that you can just chew on and like insight for the day That's when good. you're jumping into it. It's a great character quality of a college minister to want to help people figure out what this means for today. Right. You yeah. know, for college students to. Whether it's relevant or just a standpoint of, I mean, what, what are we talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> how do I do this? You yeah. know? Why are we even mm-hmm. looking at this? Yeah. Why does great. it matter? You know? Whoa. Whoa. That's the theme for the Incredible. year. Incredible. Yeah. So, okay. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about kind of where you went with it? R- remind yeah. us on Sunday what. What points, yeah. what points were so important you needed to preach them to our church on Sunday morning? The big idea was that uh, our living hope anchors us in and activates us for eternity. It felt very Whoa. good just from a Baptist standpoint to alliterate the A's on that there. Is, but, yeah, it's a very catchy know, phrase. We try. So um, living hope uh-huh. anchors us in yes. and activates us for eternity? Yeah. Wow. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think what anchors was— Anchors and activates. Yeah, That's anchors. I mean, good. I think that, you know, um, the first way to look at this passage is just talking about how um, it's all going to be okay. Like mm-hmm. that statement that it is all going to be okay and how that builds a foundation for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all going to be okay because of what Christ has done in dying and rising again, like it talks about in verse 3 um, and even towards the end there. But what Peter is saying here, and it's so clear throughout the rest of it, um, whenever I try to start with even just a passage like this that's kind of just taken out of the book and say, okay, preach on this, try to read the whole thing, um, the whole book, especially if it's a letter. Like Mm -hmm. You can do this. You can absolutely, yeah, read over it real quick. Is that why you told everybody to read it that afternoon? Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, like, you're you're getting the thesis statement for this book, and— the real practical application of everything that we talk about on Sunday 
is in the rest of this book, which is like a call to holy living and how you treat your family and friends and workers Mm. and Mm. everything like that. It all hinges on this thing here. So it's foundational for just a hope of everything's going to be okay, but it's also activating us because it tells us, okay, because everything is going to be okay, live accordingly, Mm -hmm. you know, which is what it talks about in verses 13 through like 16, I think is what I referenced later. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, okay, Courtney, can you? I appreciate um, that he borrowed from Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for our souls, mm-hmm. strong and secure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, we don't know who wrote Hebrews, but it sure could have been Peter the way right. he referenced that. Yeah. This, that's this how we have a two hour podcast. If we just start talking about who wrote Hebrews, we could spend two hours. Well, okay. we could, but Kurt, we're, we're not going to digress there. <laughs> no, but Kurt Grice, you get, you get 30 seconds. Who do you think wrote Hebrews? No, I, I, I don't. You know, even the, the Barnabas theory is a fascinating theory. Okay. And okay. Go on. Tell us. I bet half our listeners don't know the well, Barnabas theory. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess the theory is Barnabas Again, wrote Hebrews. There we go. You well, just summarized it. Literary, we, we have these wonderfully genius people who love God and love his word these literary critics right. who spend their whole lives, first of all, learning the original languages yes, thanks and be then God. reading everything they can get their hands on, both secular and sacred, right. yeah. to try to understand the use of these words. And then they look at other things that we pretty sure we know who wrote it and see where the similarities right. and how many yeah. words yeah, they use and how they use the words. Of phrases, so yeah. There are some things that we can say pretty confidently. And then there's a whole lot of things we speculate on. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the beauty is at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> these are not matters of faith uh, and, and practice. It's just interesting. But what I'm grateful for are these scholars yeah, the who have given the their lives to the, the real intense study of this. Mm-hmm. And then they offer their best thoughts and suggestions. And so we glean from right. a lifetime of, of study. And, I love that. And so I, I think the Barnabas theory is as Very good as anything. Answer. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And that was close to 30 seconds. Hey, like, not bad, not bad. Go, but so. you were going somewhere before yeah. I, we were later. No, no. Hope what what I wanted to refer with you is uh, Hebrews 6, 19, we have this living hope. He didn't yeah. use word, but this living hope as an anchor for our souls, and it's strong and secure. And that's right. really the gist of what you were trying to say in the first part of that right. thesis statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a statement about the the foundation. It was cool. Like, I didn't have a chance to sit down with our worship team before Sunday, but, um, I mean, just oh, the spirit moving through it. So, man. like, the first service, a lot of it was about foundation. And the second service, there was a song about uh, how he's the breath in our lungs, right? Mm-hmm. And there was even the example that I gave during the— uh, sermon talking about how a vague hope, which is this kind of generalized, I hope hope it cools mm-hmm. off later today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that kind of holds you its almost breath. Called it like optimism. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. it it holds its breath, but a living hope breathes. And so mm-hmm. it was just neat how the spirit worked in a bunch of people's. You know, Those <laughs> this, whole, miss, this whole Sunday. If you Sunday, miss the 830 so. service, that song, Jesus Christ, Our Living Hope, it's one of the all-time oh, greats. Oh, sure. And it just set up. I mean, I expected them to pick Living Hope, yeah. for sure, because that but is like— I mean, like, it's yeah, so it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's in the title. The but even— But something but even about a foundation. Before, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know I was but preaching even, about a foundation. But you even, know, preaching yeah. about the foundation—like, singing about the foundation of God and singing about the breath of God as well. It just all tied together really well, and that was a cool, like, affirmation for me before I went up each Sunday, each— like yes. session of yeah, it to be service. like, okay, cool. Like yes. God's already behind this. And yes. obviously. So yeah. But the cool. whole aspect yeah. of yeah. breathing, uh, if you hold your breath 
too long, you're going to die. Right. <laughs> but, but if you're breathing, mm-hmm. then it's living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I think that kind of, if it's we good. try to just live with just this generalized optimism, we're holding our breath mm-hmm. and it's tension, you know? So what's the difference? Um, what say you? What I know you, you said something in your sermon, but remind us. What's the difference between gender, generalized optimism yeah. and being a hopeful Christian? Yeah. So generalized optimism doesn't have a, a singular target, mm. I think, for what its hope is in. It's just a hope that things turn out okay. Maybe yeah. you do have a hope of like, I hope this money comes through for mm-hmm. whatever situation you're going through. Yeah. But uh, Christian hope and living hope is the hope that we have in Christ to redeem us and to work all things together for his good. Mm. Um, and so there's a source. Huh? Yeah, there's a source and there's a specific thing that we're putting our trust in. You mm-hmm. know, I think the example I gave as well was like, um, rather than just reaching for some general optimism, it's reaching for like the actual hands of Christ and saying, I'm going to follow yeah. where you, you lead. You had a great mm-hmm. line and I don't remember it because I didn't write it down because I was driving my triplets to oh, no daycare. Um, <laughs> classic. Were you distracted? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where I was. So I was driving by Shady Valley Country Club oh, because sure. as, as I do every morning. And I remember you had a great line and it was, you obviously thought about it and you said, we don't put our oh, yeah. hope in something, but in the nail pierced hands of, I mean, help me yeah, with that. It was Do you remember just, it? Yeah. It was more or less like we don't put our, uh, like a vague hope is this vague optimism, but a living hope um, takes the hands of a flesh and blood nail pierced savior and yeah. follows him where he leads expectantly. Boom. There it is. Something good. Like that. There it is. It's good. I, yeah. Time mm-hmm. and place. At the intersection of whatever that road is yeah. and that other one right in front of Shady Valley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. Beautiful. I thought that's very good and that's very – you've yeah. thought about that. Yeah, we I mean, want to take the hands of, of Christ. And I think when we do that, just as much as being led like a child, um, you can have a security in that, mm-hmm. you know. That's great. But yeah. you, you also then – and I don't want to shut this down, but you wanted to be quick to say that's profound, it's personal – it's it's life and eternity shaping. Right. It gives us this incredible security, but it's not just so that we can live these content lives. Right. There's a reason mm-hmm. for this, and it's the foundation then for a life lived in service. Yeah, which is all activated part, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, um, that, okay, sorry, but you go ahead. I, I think this yeah. is along the same lines. And if it's not, I apologize because I'm running the podcast. But You're you, you also guy. had a great line. I think I was probably in front of Shipley's at this point. No, I, don't, I don't remember where I was. But, um, but you said, um, oh, I've lost it again. It was, oh, the, the, the current, hold on, the love language. Jesus, oh, yeah. Jesus's love language Ooh. is obedience. Yeah. Yes. yes. I remember because that. Because he, he referenced last June or July, or July when he preached, he, he preached about love. I preached love. on love. I didn't yes. make the, uh, this is here, here's a tell me more that got left on the cutter room floor. <gasps> a year ago. A joke. Well, it was in February, I think, when okay. I last preached. But, um, oh, yeah, 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 you did. When, you did. Uh, on love, which is kind of, that works out. Anyway, February. February. Sure. Valentine? Yeah, I don't, don't you, don't 14th? you, don't you picture like a red heart when you see <laughs> yeah. February? Yeah. Every year. Um, yeah. But what was it? I was, so I've preached on, uh, Love, and I've preached on hope. So whatever it is next, it's got to be faith. Right. Just like, yeah. You can, I bet you can weave that in. You know? <laughs> Somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hit the buttons. Oh, man. <laughs> there it is. All right. The next one's got to be faith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. But uh, where were we? I don't know. We, we're oh, I don't something. know either. <laughs> we're the love about, language. Uh, Jesus' love, yeah, love language is obedience. Language. Yes, exactly. If you love me, you You'll will keep, keep my, my commands. commands. 14, Come on, you guys. 15. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, that's what we're talking about. I thought that was also a very good line. Not that yeah. we're talking about good lines, but that it had some weight behind it. Both yeah. of those, that's, that's both part of, those. of the takeaway. When you're trying to communicate, you're taking the word of God 
you're wrestling with it, you're pouring over it, you're praying over it. Right. You're doing your best to represent it to the people. And then you hope they're driving in front of Shady Valley or Shipley. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I mean, just I was at church on Sunday, but I was in the Welcome Home Center with a very busy kind of oh, churn, sure. churning door of people. Yeah. So I often don't get to listen to the sermon mm-hmm. in its fullness. And so I always go back and listen yeah. to, no, that's to great. it. So um, I'm that's paying great. attention on Sundays, everybody. And I am here. <laughs> but there, there's serving. a lot going no, on there is our, a lot going on our campus on Sundays. Praise God. But yeah. there are real people living real lives yeah. and they sometimes need someone to talk to yep. or they're new and they Absolutely. need to get to know us. And so I was doing all that on Sunday, which no, is that's good. Great. But yep, I that's did great. think that um, Jesus's love language is obedience. You're talking about practical, and mm-hmm. if you're just the, the everyman sitting there, we know love languages. We've talked about those a lot right. in pop culture and church. And yeah. then you talk about obedience. You say, okay, I can – that is tangible for me. It's tangible and really challenging, though, mm-hmm. you know, because okay. I, think, I think that, like, if it's, if it's a it's – if it's the warm fuzzies, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that you can accomplish by – just coming to church and yeah. enjoying worship, which is great. A powerful worship experience yeah, could give you, you know, the warm fuzzies. And it's like, man, I love Jesus because of that experience I got to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, do we love Jesus when we have to do the thing that's uncomfortable or we have to mm-hmm. say no to our own desires and obey yeah. him? Like that's yeah. that's where it really like uh, where the rubber meets the road. And that's what Peter gets into through the rest of this. Like, mm-hmm. um Verse 13, with your minds ready for action. He's like, okay, cool. We are, we're on the same page of what's true. Now go do something about minds it. Minds ready for action. Yeah. And then later line. there's a – Speaking of good the, lines. Yeah. Right? Peter's got a few of those in this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love – I think it's in chapter 4. Where does he say? He says in chapter 4, verse 3, he says, for there has already been enough time spent in doing what the Gentiles choose to do. Mm-hmm. And he lists, he lists a whole list of really bad things that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, but I just, mm-hmm. I love that. He's like, let's stop wasting time with sin. Yeah. You know, We've let's stop given wasting. that enough. Yeah. You let's know? do something better. Yeah. yeah. And so enough okay. of our own like mental space and everything like that too. And so, yeah, I think that, That's you good. know, this love language of God's, of Jesus is being obedience. It's simple, but it's also really, really challenging, like for me mm-hmm. and anybody to yeah. to actually follow through with. Mm-hmm. That's yep, yeah. amen. Um, I've got more questions, Kurt. Do you, Kurt's over there flipping through his Bible? Well, I'm just looking at what he was he put saying his readers on before I did because um, that whole section in four, he's talking to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he starts off a little bit earlier in two. He says. All right, now I'm talking to you guys. You're a chosen people, right. a royal priesthood, a holy yep. nation of people belonging to God so that you can declare the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness. And Now, let me remind you about that darkness you were in. <laughs> yeah. you know, you've spent enough time living in darkness and ignorance. Right. Uh, Does Kurt knowing... have all of First Peter memorized? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a it's a great one. But he didn't uh, answer the question. <laughs> no, I don't have it all memorized, but I I, I know where to find it. He was quoting that without quickly. looking at it. I thing. know that's yeah. the thing. Oh yeah, Kurt's readers are not on right now. Yeah, yeah. Yet, no. yet. Yeah, here. <laughs> you guys digress. You digress. Sorry. We digress. So uh, you even got to go back to who is it? Peter. Yeah. You've got this fisherman turned apostle who is just this impulsive personality, and anything he was going to do, he was going to be all in. Right. And praise God, he was chosen to be one of the mm-hmm. 12. And so God did this radical transformation in his life. So that's his expectation. Right. So he does this opening line. He does the grace and peace thing. But then he says, now you were chosen. And I love his whole foreknowledge mm-hmm. of, of God thing. And it's it was in Romans 8. You know, we talked about this foreknowledge of yeah. God, and we don't— 
need to worry all about this Armenian, Calvin, predestined, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it's there. Take it for what it is. Uh, but this is Tell Me More, and we could go there if we wanted to. <laughs> we can go but there. Not today. We're we can go there where today. we want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were chosen by the foreknowledge of God through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit to obedience to Jesus Christ. So uh, before he didn't know any better, and you were living this crazy lifestyle. Well, now yeah. you do know better. Yeah. You've been saved for a reason. Mm -hmm. And these are people, uh, part of the diaspora. They've been dispersed throughout what's now Turkey, between the Mediterranean right. and the Black Sea. So it's a pretty big area. Yeah. And and they're scattered all it's around there. Uh, yeah, to all these people living not in their homeland, but in uh, their aliens, their sojourners, their strangers, yeah. literally and figuratively, mm -hmm. because they're they're living in a culture, a land that they're not familiar with, just trying to make the best of it. They're persecuted, yeah. obviously, right. uh, partly being foreigners, but then being followers of Jesus. But it just shows you, I'm amazed at this Pax Romana and how big the Roman Empire was and literally surrounding the Mediterranean. So they started way to the east they're in Jerusalem. Yeah. But that's where, again, Acts 2, that's what makes Pentecost so outrageous. Because they were all gathered in Jerusalem at Pentecost from where? From everywhere. Everywhere. Read it, you know? And now after Pentecost, after the Spirit comes, 3,000 that we know of got saved. And then what were they? Well, then they went kind of back to other places. Yeah. And then Acts 8, the persecution comes. Everybody else gets scattered. That's kind of who these people are that are talking to. The Acts 8 uh, dispersed persecuted, yeah. and now they're trying to live their lives. And he's just saying, hang in there, man. Trust God. Yeah. Be salt and light. Do, be holy. Be holy. <laughs> That's it. And be so, again, what's right. crazy, we get frustrated <laughs> because he literally gets in in First Peter, whether you're a slave, yeah. a spouse, just a subject mm -hmm. in that kingdom, mm -hmm. man, live a holy life. So they, the people are going to talk bad about you. But if they're going to talk bad, make sure they talk bad, not because you're being a criminal, but because you're following Jesus and they don't get it. Good word. There's just so much there. Yeah. So much. You got a book. You should read it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kurt, you should probably read that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I love that it. Peter has had this radical transformation. That's the expectation. Yeah. That Jesus, man, you, you hang out with Jesus, he's going to rock your world. Yeah. And, and then you're going to live for him. You're going to be obedient. Mm -hmm. You're going to serve him. And you're going to give up that crazy life. Yeah. You know, at the college dorm, Quit and you're going to start living for Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Kurt Grice. No, no, no. Y'all y'all keep going. No. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all keep no, going because there's so reminder. much. There's Kurt, so much Kurt loves there. the Bible, and Gosh, it's like pick a chapter, and here we yeah, go. You know? Go. So one thing I was going to ask Connor, um, as always with sermon planning, there is more that you read about, learn about, kind of get – kind of get excited about then can f make sense in a coherent sermon, right? Yeah. You can't fit everything in right. or you'd lose everybody. So is there something that was compelling to you in your studying and you thought maybe I can slip this in, but it didn't make sense? Anything uh, else from the text that you want to talk about? I think uh, for me, knowing that this was on the horizon for several weeks, yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm thinking about that and listening to, and just when you're, when you've got an assignment like this, it's cool how if you give it time to breathe, like you can mm. hear from the Holy Spirit in mm -hmm. just like little moments in different ways. And so uh, this summer, like I did last summer, I've been prayer walking UTA every day mm. uh, just in preparation for the fall. And Can I just say parenthetically that Katie and I both saw you? Oh, yeah. 
Today. <laughs> I did today. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, this morning I do, as we were coming in. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's nice to go there in the dropping morning. Dropping my boys. Because it's not too no? crazy yes, hot outside. Um, but uh, in those prayer walks, you know, it would be, I would have just thoughts about the sermon and the text coming up and everything. And um, I think that there's a kind of like missional hope that comes out of this passage as well. Mm. Like there's a living hope for our own personal holiness and our own personal getting through the difficulties of trials of life. Mm -hmm. But I also think about like, man, why do I do, why do I keep doing what I'm doing when it comes to ministry and stuff? It's because I have a hope that it's worthwhile. Mm. Right. And so um, one of the things that Memory and I have been talking about recently. Memory is my college associate. Uh, we're talking about, and she's awesome, by the way. She's a pretty cool person. Yeah. Good hire. Good hire. Oh man! Yeah. If you ever want to just sit and have a deeply <laughs> spiritual conversation, and yeah. she has this, and I mean this in all sincerity, this beautiful African spirituality, <laughs> and I love to talk to her because yeah. she just challenges different perspectives. It's think. good. That's yeah. the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're better together. But we're talking about fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and spoiler alert: our definition for fruitfulness for this coming fall, which is kind of the theme for the college ministry is uh, faithful obedience and patient trust in God for growth. Mm. And so— One, one more time. Yeah. One, one more time for those mm-hmm. in the back. Faithfulness and is— for me. <laughs> or fruitfulness— Okay, just for me. —is uh, faithful obedience and patient trust in God for growth. And so mm. it's this idea of you keep sowing, you keep watering, mm-hmm. you keep doing what you're that supposed to do. That deserves a button. Mm. Uh, which button? Do yeah, we do the blind. Just do a blind one. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> just reach that. The rim shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, but like, you know, um, there's, I think there, if you have this kind of hope that Christ is working through his church and his people and through you, then you can go out and pray every day. Mm-hmm. You can share your faith boldly. You can Mm-hmm. Keep investing in people because you hope that, like, you have a real hope that God's doing something through it. Yeah. You know, and even if you don't see it in the exact like time frame that you want, I mean, um, we're basing that definition largely on the parable of the growing seed mm-hmm. in Mark chapter four, um, where Jesus talks mm-hmm. about how a man will plant a seed and he'll go to bed and God does all this work, mm-hmm. where you see a leaf and then a stalk and then a fruit. And so it's this, there's a process that happens with it that God moves through. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, for me, like one of the big lessons I learned last summer in prayer walking every day was that prayer in itself is a miracle, which means that we can pray for miracles. Mm -hmm. Because if we're already engaging in the miraculous, why do we stop there? Mm -hmm. You know, why do we stop there from praying for people to actually come to faith, people to... um, be freed from addiction or be healed or whatever it could be, we should be praying boldly because we're praying already, you know? Prayer in itself is a miracle. Mm. So I would be surprised that God can continue to do miracles. Yeah. Well, that's a good word. (laughs) Well, how about that? Well, see you later, folks. My gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's So if you're listening to this while you uh, drive in the car, do your Mm -hmm. dishes, running around the neighborhood— just think mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. If you already have access to God through prayer, which mm-hmm. is a miracle, what Pray else? Pray in faith believing. Yeah. What else mm-hmm. can he do? But I think we can do that because we have a living hope. What you do you, can I ask this as I'm listening to you? And I don't want to put you on the spot. Sure. So, you know, what do you sense is the difference between trust or faith and hope? Because mm-hmm. they're similar, right? I think, uh, yeah, I think so. I think there is there is a difference when I think about the things that I'm praying for. Um, I have people that I'm praying for specifically to come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I have a hope that they will. Hmm. But, but I have a trust in God that he that he's working in his timing, mm -hmm. and I have a faith that he is still good, yeah. even if I don't see it in my own timing of what I want. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a hope for an expectation that I can't promise myself, yeah. but there's yeah. a faith in a God in the who's good. the things that are promised. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, right? exactly, mm -hmm. which is that God is good. God loves us. God loves yeah. that person more than I yeah. do. There are promises that we can mm -hmm. hold. Yeah. And, and so, there, and there are therefore, for which we hope. you know, Scripture says we should be asking in faith. We should mm -hmm. be praying for things. And mm -hmm. why not ask, right? That's good. You know, just because we're afraid of the answer, like we should, we should be asking, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and then God does really cool things. And hopefully a right view of God mm -hmm. doesn't leave us disappointed. Exactly. But we trust in his. Because if he says no, plan. if that, fa that faith, what it says is that. God has a good reason for that, or yeah. God, it's not the right time, or yeah. whatever it could be. Yeah, and, and I don't mean bigger to than me. dismiss that because you know, in, in my corner of church life, I work with people who are praying. They may be praying for someone yeah. to not die, mm -hmm. or to die with dignity, mm -hmm. or you know, I mean, yeah. these things. And sometimes those don't happen, and that's very hard on your faith. Yes, of course, absolutely. And so I don't mean to diminish that, but you're right. There mm -hmm. is a sense of you don't always get what you hope for, right? But we can believe in the deliverables on the things that we have faith in, right? Yeah. I think it's that foundation coming yeah. back to it, right? That's and good. so if your foundation is on the goodness of God yeah. and that he is good, even if the circumstances don't seem to line up with that in this moment, mm -hmm. um, he, he, I think what, one of the things I said was living hope wa walks with us and waits with us. Mm. You know, walks and, and waits. Yeah. So Active we can. Active and and, and you mm -hmm. use to connect both what you just said about folks in critical crisis situations, a loved one maybe not yeah. into death, yeah. and and you said time passes slowly mm -hmm. in, in the suffering. hospital waiting yeah. room, yeah, or the orthodontist chair. My well, gosh, true, but time Fun passes fact, slow. In the I missed my orthodontist appointment this morning. Because <laughs> you were prayer no, walking. No, 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 <laughs> not prayer walking. No, I forgot, and oh. so it was a. My watch alerted me, you know, like four minutes before, yeah. and I was like, "Well, I'm not." So I called and we re rescheduled. Everything's okay. fine, but I was like, "Well, of yeah. course." On the heels of yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> so according to your, so was this a major overhaul or a minor tune-up? I don't know what it's going to be, dude. I don't. I just get <laughs> in there in? and they say, "All right, here we go." Yeah, and then I'm Good. out and about. Oh, oh man, bless you. <laughs> yes. Bless you. Yeah. I love but it. We're making it through. They say a couple more months, but they've said that for a few months, so. Who knows? I'm in it for whenever it's done. I trust know? it's working. But you know what's great? Patience yeah. loves you regardless. It's true. It's true. <laughs> she, she loves you with crooked teeth, braces. I trust she'll love you with straight teeth. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully. We hope. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the thing we can't know. Yeah, we there we go. We hope, oh, but we don't. Mm, but I have faith <laughs> in her love. Oh. oh. Her character. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's something here. There's something here. Now, there's the tangible, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. If you aren't sure how this all comes home Here's to the roost, exactly. here we are. Exactly. Back to the braces. Well, okay. Y'all tell me, what else is there about First Peter? What else is there about this sermon that we might want to know or that you think people at home might want some clarity on? Mm. Um, we don't need to make this longer for the sake of being longer. This has been a great conversation. But we've got Kirk, Kirk Rice over there, and well, I see no. <laughs> his wheels turning. Yeah. Well, as always, he wrote this letter for a reason. Tell I, us everything. I believe, well, I believe the Spirit of God mm -hmm. prompted this man, Peter, who— Who is he? Well, he was— I mean, one, we kind of know. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> Most mean, of us probably know. Literally, <laughs> one of, one of Jesus' Peter. nearest and dearest. You right. know, he was part of the inner circle, and uh, which makes his story so compelling and so fascinating. But he's probably— in, in Rome, when he writes this, now some say since he references Babylon, there was a small city on the Euphrates, so he could have gone east 
He could have also and maybe likely was a thousand miles west in Rome when he wrote this to the Thank people. Thank you, biblical scholars, <laughs> for telling us all well, this. Well, the reason, I mean, Peter wasn't in Rome when Paul wrote to the church in Rome. Yeah. It likely got its start from maybe back in Jerusalem, Pentecost, sure. whatever, but certainly made its way a thousand miles west into Rome because we're pretty sure he would have gotten a shout out from Paul if he had sure. already been there. Sure. But this is probably in the 60s. And frankly, he's probably in his 60s when he's maybe in Rome and he just is worried about these people who are trying to live out their faith, knowing the challenges that they're facing in a very yeah. secular, ungodly society. Mm -hmm. And yet they're trying to figure out how to live out their faith. And he's trying to encourage them. And he, he says, you're, you're aliens, you're foreigners where you are. But, you know, all of us as, as a Dennis like say, Christians are always playing the away game. So yeah. it's never a home game for us, but you're both literally culturally, physically aliens and strangers and foreigners where you live. But you know, all of us who are following Jesus are aliens and strangers and sojourners yeah. in this world. So this hope, this living hope is so important and it contextualizes everything and God's going to make good on it. All the promises that he's made, he's going to make good on. And so the Holy Spirit is... And Oh, what we read today out of Romans 8, just that the Spirit is actively interceding on our behalf, and, and He's representing you in um, all the ways we need representation, and He's working in your life, and he's, he's prompting and encouraging you so that, as you were saying, God's able to do immeasurably more than we right. would ask or imagine according to His power at work within us. So, man, pray big, yeah. believe big, go big. Yeah, be praying because you never know what's going to happen through mm -hmm through that, you know, um, and trust God mm -hmm. with the process. Yeah. Right. So I think it has to do with getting to know the character of God too. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you pray, if you pray and you're nervous about the outcome, like, will God come through for me? I mean, that's reasonable. I don't mean to dismiss that, but I think if you continue to learn more and experience more of God and his character, maybe less and less anxiety about the outcome of your prayers right. and more and more just trust in his goodness, his providence, his companionship, and his timing, mm -hmm. All of that. and less blind uh, throwing up prayers to a deity we don't really know just or understand. vague hope, right? Yeah, Saying, well, yeah. hopefully this sticks. Even if it's this, pointed toward yeah. God, but you don't yeah. know God, mm -hmm. you don't know his character. Yeah. And that, so that can still be quite, uh, I don't know, John Claypool talks about how we know God before we go into crisis and how much that helps us during the crisis. Because he, he lost a daughter right. at age 11, and he talks about knowing God before that grief and how that defined right. who God was for him when he couldn't find God, but he yeah. already knew him. I think there's something about that with when you think about hope and prayer and what right. we do hope for. I think it is really rooted in knowing the character of God. Yes. And that makes all the difference. You and know? you get to know the character <laughs> and, oh, by reading oh, his gosh. word. Okay. Kurt's no, got his readers on again. No, but I, I love because <laughs> I, I don't want to miss uh, this beautiful part because, again, our, our, our hope— Ultimately, it isn't God. It's not in an outcome. Yeah. We can pray big, mm. but we do yeah. that in part because we trust the goodness and character yes. of God. Yeah, exactly. and we know but, God. But yeah. I love just this—you only have time to get into it because we can go on, though. Uh, though you have not seen him, yeah. you love him. Oh, go on. Keep going. And even though you <laughs> we do, got time. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and right. are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy— for you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful promise. And so uh, that's what Jesus prayed for in John 17, that 
Yeah, yeah. God, take care of these, my closest, the ones I've been hanging out with. But you know who I'm also praying for? Those that are going to believe in me because of their testimony, right. the ones who will never actually see me in the flesh right. until we're all together in glory. Mm-hmm. But that's who he's praying for, and that's who, that's who Peter's talking about, man. Now, you have, you guys haven't seen him. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. I hung out with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. We were he's tight. Just, he's remarking on this because it's a new thing for him. It's oh, like, all right, well, these people haven't even— met Jesus like yeah, physically, he's, about, but, he's so awesome oh that's right you haven't met him you know we, we hung sure. out we were homies we hung out together let me tell you how awesome he is oh sure. yeah you didn't get to hang out with him yeah, like I did but still we love believe in him yes. and that's pretty incredible it is you know yeah well how about that that's so much our 50th episode praise mm, God I'd say best one yet <laughs> best one today how's best that best one of today um, and we'll have to think about next week Luke is back okay and but I'm preaching and I'm at the beach I'm in Denver well uh, it, it, so uh, stay tuned for how we work that out <laughs> well we appreciate y'all the listener appreciate we, you we yeah. don't want to come into this room and speak into a void mm-hmm. it's not that fun it is fun but not without a purpose and so we're grateful for the listener that is invested enough in their spiritual life in our church to give this a listen week to week. So thank you all. Yeah, one time for the listeners. <laughs> okay, thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Right. Blessings. Thanks for listening to the Tell Me More podcast today. You can subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, or you can visit us at fbca.org to find out more information about the podcast and our church. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Come on.